Season three of HBO is crashing. The show's finally back, and we're so excited to be talking about it here on air today. Today, we're talking about episode one, Jabuki. We had a guest star from Jabuki White himself, an up-and-coming comic, and Jamie Lee's character, Allie, is back, and Pete and her have a lot to air out in this episode. I am talking all about that and more here on the Crashing After Show, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz yeah guys i'm dancing all alone here in after buzz tv studios for the crashing after show because yes sadly i am all alone you know it's been raining in los angeles so i'll just chalk it up to that whenever it rains here no one knows what to do the whole city shuts down and it seems like the effects last for weeks um it's okay guys i'm not the only host on this show for today i will be and i'm sorry that for the premiere episode it's just my one voice but luckily I'm pretty great, so you guys are going to be fine. No, I have a couple awesome co-hosts who unfortunately couldn't make it today, but we're going to have a full panel. For those of you returning to the Crashing After Show, it's going to be the same OG. So it'll be me, Mina, Michael, and Josh returning to the show once we get cooking, and hopefully some guests this season as well. Of course, guys, if this is your first time tuning into the Crashing After Show, my name is Jeff Graham. This is a sh- This is the podcast where we review HBO's Wonderful comedy series, Crashing, starring sweet Petey Pants Holmes himself, um, produced by Judd Apatow. You know the drill. Um, And today we're talking about season three, episode one, Jabuki. We're not only talking about the episode, but I also have some news and gossip. I have a favorite line from the episode and some predictions for the season. So we got a full, full plate here. Um, And I'm going to start with my overall thoughts. Um, I thought this was a strong episode to come back with. I think, you know, it was sort of a laid-back episode, but Crashing's always been kind of a laid-back show. I will say I was worried at the beginning when we first met Jabuki that we weren't going to have enough conflict to really propel this this whole episode. It kind of had that Judd Apatow loose hangout vibe to it um, that sometimes I like, but sometimes can get a little... Um, unfocused for me, but I thought the show really came into its own. We had some great stand-up. That's one of my favorite things about this show is that we get to see actual stand-up, and I thought it was genuinely funny, and some uh, interesting uh, back and forth with Allie. So let's go ahead and get into the episode specifically. I want to start by talking about Pete and Jabuki meeting for the first time. Of course, the very first thing we see is Pete kicking butt on the comedy trail. He is a bona fide stand-up guy. He's getting paid to do colleges. This is a really important part of anyone's stand-up journey, anyone's stand-up development. It's sort of that first time where you're like, whoa, I'm a touring comedian, and I'm getting paid. And, of course, that was sweet Petey Pants Holmes himself. I think true to the act, true to the man, we see that his comedy is goofy, it's clean, it's very college appropriate. And for those of you guys who listen to Pete's podcast, You Made It Weird, you know that he kind of looks back on his college days as an important time to really cut his teeth on his own voice. And um, it's a really important part of his own comedic journey. So I think this montage really nailed the experience of touring colleges as a stand up comic. Of course, we also learn that he's getting an opener. Um, at a college in Maryland, and that opener is Jabuki White. I must say I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't know about this stand-up, and I'm going to ask our producer to check something on me. I believe his real name is Jabuki White, but honestly, Marissa, she's our amazing producer, if you just search the name Jabuki, you will find, yeah, full name, it looks like uh, Jabuki Young White. Yeah, and I, I will say, because of his performance in this episode, which I thought was wonderful, and I'll get into more in just a minute, I um, checked out some of his stand-up, and he's a really, really talented up-and-comer, a young guy, but with such a fully formed comic voice already, which is rare for people his age. 
So let's talk about Pete and Jabuki. They meet, and Pete is thrilled. He's excited that he's finally getting his own opener. That's kind of a milestone moment for any stand-up. And, um, yeah, it's uh, of course, as a stand-up, you're kind of flattered that someone would see you out that way. Um, and I'm going to ask my producer one more thing. I think I have an idea, Marissa, and I'm going to do a special segment featuring some of Jabuki's stand-up. So I think he made a Tonight Show appearance. Let's cue that up for later in the show. That's a little tease for you guys. We can actually watch Jabuki, the uh, stand-up, do a little set. So Pete's excited to have an opener, and Jabuki's excited to be working with an opener. And I like the way the show sets this up, because of course, at first we see that Jabuki and Pete are buddy-buddy. Pete's excited to finally be mentoring someone for the first time. I think this moment shows how far Pete has really come in this season. Um, As someone who, you know, the first two seasons, he was Jabuki. He was crashing on people's couches. He was a new stand-up comic. But what's interesting is we see that Jabuki's already such a more fully formed comic voice compared to who Pete was. So interesting kind of dynamic play they're doing here. And um, it's all good stuff. So Pete decides to take Jabuki under his wing. And that kind of brings us to our second topic, which is Pete and Jabuki's relationship returning to New York. And, you know, the topic of returning to New York in general. I'm going to get into that topic. I know you guys are on the edge of your seat. But before we talk about New York, I've got something just as, just as exciting, maybe maybe even more exciting to talk about. And that's our network, After Buzz TV. Um, I wanted to thank you guys, first of all, for tuning in and let you know that After Buzz is the ESPN of TV talk. Of course, Crashing isn't the only show we cover here. We literally cover everything. Uh, we cover comedies. We cover dramas. We cover sci-fi. We cover animation. We even cover, like weird competition reality shows that I've never heard of. And I mean weird in the best way. You know, TV's kind of weird. I watch a lot of weird shows. And we cover everything. And because of that, I want to encourage you guys to check out some of our other YouTube channels. Of course, this is our AfterBuzz TV comedy channel, but we have channels for nearly every genre of television. And the way that you guys can help us so much on YouTube is by subscribing. Um, That really helps us grow as a network. And, you know, we're a missional network. We bring this to you for free because we love TV just as much as you. And subscribing really does go a long way. But even more important, guys, is to leave a rating and review on iTunes iTunes. iTunes actually prioritizes podcasts with more ratings. So if you're as passionate about crashing as we are, hopping on iTunes and giving us a rating really means a lot. And guys, I go on iTunes. I see what y'all are saying there, and I will shout you out if you leave a review. Finally, drop a comment down below, guys. I like to creep in the comment section and see who's down there, and I will shout you out on air. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant a lot to me. Um, It's given me a chance to really passionately embrace what I love, which is television, and, you know, meet fans and friends because of it. So supporting us in this way really helps, um, helps the network and helps hosts like me help their dreams come true. So we really appreciate it. We thank you for all the support in doing what we love. Let's talk about New York. Pete and Jabuki go. They, of course, go to the Boston, which is a very famous um, kind of up-and-comers comedy spot. And I'm going to save the alley of it all for the end. So let's talk about Jabuki's set. We actually see the actual comedy booker of the um, comedy, not the comedy seller. Sorry. Um, I'm getting my timelines crossed a bit. After the Boston, I'm actually going to focus on the comedy seller now because this is really the crux of the episode. We meet Esty, who is the longtime comedy booker for the comedy seller. I love that the show really kind of blurs the line between fiction and this universe of the fictional crashing and the real life New York comedy scene. I don't know if I've seen a fictional scripted show nail what this scene is like as astutely as crashing does. And to bring in the actual booker is a really interesting kind of, um, you know, realistic turn 
mise-en-scene, as they would say in French cinema. Um, really cool thing for us to sort of get a piece of, and I really, really appreciate that. And this, really, the crux of this scene that we're seeing is their auditions for the Comedy Cellar. Pete goes up. He has a pretty good set. He talks about um, peeing in the pool and how, you know, he has this, you know, master plan to pee himself while he's jumping off a diving board so that when he lands off the high dive, looks like he killed himself. It's a very Petey Pants comedy. But I actually do want to tell you guys something. There's no such thing as a urine detector in pools. That's an urban myth. People say, oh, this pool is filled with a chemical that will turn red. It's not true. There's no such thing. You can pee in any pool and no one will ever know. But don't do it. But maybe do it because, as Pete said, how empowering is that? So he has a pretty good set. And, you know, all signs point to the fact that he would be booking a regular gig at the Comedy Cellar. Interestingly, Jabuki manages to get a slot. And you can tell Pete's peeved by this because he hasn't really earned his stripes yet. And... In this business, and especially in the business of stand-up comedy, there's a real culture of paying your dues and earning your stripes. I mean, that was really the first two seasons of this show. So for Jabuki to just hop the line, like Pete said, by using a connection, in this case, Michelle Wolf, God bless, it's a, it's a problem. Pete does not like this at all, and he's upset about it. Um, even worse for Pete, Jabuki gets up there and he kills. He has an amazing set. And, you know, on one hand, you can watch Pete being happy for him. But on the other hand, you can kind of watch Pete crumbling. And I really think the show is touching on a very interesting conundrum that performers face. And that's the deep down desire and deep down knowledge that they know they should support their fellow performers. But the real difficulty of doing that, because jealousy is a real thing and anxiety related to other people's success is a real thing because, you know, on one hand, people succeeding is good because it can open doors for you. But on another hand, it's you can make the argument that it's someone taking a potential slot for you. You know, it's um, closing the field for you to succeed, just like you're seeing other people succeed. So Pete really struggles with watching Jabuki get this slot. They handled this scene in a very funny way. I have to shout out the writing and production design here. We see Pete chatting with Esty, finding out that he's not going to get the slot just because, you know, he's just another white guy doing hack material. And I kind of have to agree. I think of all the material we've seen Pete do on this show, this was some of his weaker material. I'd be interested to see what you guys think in the comments, but I don't think Pete deserved this slot. And I think Jabuki getting up there, bringing a specific point of view, bringing an experience that, you know, only comes when you're a biracial 20-something, it's really valuable. And that's what really earns him that slot, and Pete can't take it. And from a character development standpoint, I love the writers and Judd showing us that Pete really isn't ready for this yet. You know, he really does have to come to terms with uh, what it means to be a stand-up, what it means to be competing, and really earn the maturity that you need as a seasoned performer to wish other people happiness. And someone who does get that, leading us to topic three, is Allie. Of course, this is Jamie Lee and a performance that I love. I think she's giving us such a wonderful performance that I think is underrated, but one of kind of my favorite dysfunctional female performances we saw all of last year, and I can tell we're going to see this year. Pete and her have an interesting relationship. Obviously, they dated. Obviously, they left on really bad terms. And when Pete first sees Allie in the Boston, it's very uncomfortable, very cringy. They're not getting along. Um, and Pete... <laughs> Classic Pete. He tries to make things okay by, like, being very warm with Allie right away. And I think both Allie and kind of the show is making the argument that Pete really is the one who 
uh, dropped the ball here. He's the one that kind of blew it. And Allie's holding on to some resentment. He eventually kind of uses his goofy Pete charm to warm her back up. And they have a discussion about, you know, how their stand-up journey is going. Pete puts his foot in his mouth like he always does. And Allie's not happy with it. But I know we're going to see another relationship blossom this season. But I find Allie and Pete to be a very interesting couple. And I hope the show isn't, isn't done with them. Because they're complete opposites, which makes for a very interesting, I think, rich dynamic in the way they play their romance. So... Even though we're going to see another romance based on the previews, I'm curious to see if Allie and Pete are donezo on the romantic front. Of course, their big blow-up happens outside of the comedy cellar. Um, Allie tells Pete he had a good set, and Pete, of course, thinks she's messing with him because he didn't get the gig. He's clearly kind of having a crisis of confidence here. He's doubting his abilities to stand up. And Allie's saying, no, I, I really sincerely thought you had a good set, but dude, get a, you know, grow a pair and learn that rejection is a part of this business. And Pete is like, oh, yeah, you've been dealing with that for a really long time, which, of course, is the worst thing you could say. But Pete has a lot of he has a lot to learn still. You know, he tasted success with this college tour, but in ways he might not be ready for the New York big leagues yet. And I think the show might be kind of conjecturing that Pete still hasn't really formed his own specific point of view based on his experience his material is still kind of observational it's still kind of based on bits and jokes and punchlines but not really digging in to his own experience and for those of you guys that know pete holmes well as a personality that's really what his podcast has been it's been running for five or six years now and it's been him digging into who he really is as a person what it means to grow up in a Quaker family, not an Episcopalian family going to a Quaker school and kind of being a sex-shamed Jesus freak. And when I say Jesus freak, I mean someone who's passionate about Jesus, um, learning that he might not hold those beliefs as closely to his chest as he does. I think the show hasn't leaned into that point of view and that history yet, and I think we're going to see it this season. So strong episode. I don't want to forget the fact that Artie Lang showed up at the end. It's great to see Artie back playing some racquetball. Um, And I liked this episode a lot. I think I could have used a bit more action and events, maybe. I'm not sure this felt like an episode one necessarily, but I'm still excited for this season, and I thought it did bring a lot. Great performances, great action from Sweet Pete Holmes, and um, I'm excited to see more. I think with that, guys, I'd love to get into a special segment. I'm going to do two today because we're um, short on hosts, but the first one I do is my favorite line from the episode— it has to come from Leaf, who I failed to mention, but Leaf and Jess are back, played by George Basil and Lauren Lapkus, respectively. And just to remind you guys, that's um, Pete's ex, who we see cheating on him in the very first episode of this show, and her newfound lover, who I guess, according to them, are a totally undefined relationship. They're talking about running a marathon, and Leaf actually says, I have run a marathon. Well, not officially a marathon, but 26 miles, because that's what the road in front of me had which I thought was a pretty funny line. I always love George Basil in this role. And I think another thing I want to do this season, if my panel's cool with it, is start to um, look at some of the stand-up that we're seeing on this show. This show is always featuring stand-up comics, and this week we had Jabuki Young-White, and I want to see a little of his actual person doing stand-up. So this is a bit he did on The Tonight Show. Let's check it out. Yeah. Mm. This is actually my second time on The Tonight Show. My first time on The Tonight Show, I came out to my parents. Um, that was kind of their reaction, too. <laughs> uh, it was interesting, though. Like, my parents reacted two different ways. Like, my dad, my dad saw it, and he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe my son is gay. I could have a stroke. I could have a heart attack. And I was like, you're being such a queen right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
is kind of my moment, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my mom was different, though. My mom saw the set, and she immediately texted me and was like, I love my gay son. <laughs> and then she started saying stuff like, I don't know, maybe I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's a little gay. I don't know. <laughs> and I have two younger brothers, uh, Giovanna Jave. We couldn't afford other letters. And, <laughs> 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 and my younger brother, Javon, actually came out to me as bi not too long after the set. And I was shocked because, like, another person stealing my moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. Um, the thing I love about Jabuki, the more I've watched his stand-up, is he does have a really sharp point of view. And I think he really seamlessly weaves his own experience into his stand-up in a way that feels fresh and specific and worth watching. So I'm excited to see him explode because he's got a very bright future ahead of him, clearly. Um, and I think the show used him really well. And another thing I will say that I love is I don't think he necessarily falls into the traps and stereotypes that we often see from LGBTQ comics. I think 10 years ago, to be a gay comic, you had to have a very specific performance energy about you. And I don't think the community was necessarily ready to embrace someone who, you know, maybe the fact that they were in the LGBTQ community was the fifth most important thing in their bio, for example. I think for a long time, gay comics have sort of made that the number one asterisk in the way they perform and present comedy. I don't think that's necessarily the case for Jabuki. Um, so good for him. And with that, we're going to move into some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. I don't have much for you guys this week. <laughs> one of the things that's true about the Crashing cast is that they're kind of a very stable, hardworking group of people that don't have, you know, some of the reality shows. It's like Kim Kardashian you know, just now sponsoring a weed, like, I don't know. That's a terrible example, but I feel like the rest of this is like, well, my family and I went to a nice vacation in the Adirondacks. But in case you didn't know, between season two and season three, Pete and his wife Valerie had a baby. So they welcomed little Leela into the world. She's adorable. And if you want to hear more about his experience as a dad, you should definitely listen to his podcast, You Made It Weird. He talks a lot about that. So Pete, congrats on the kid, and we're excited for you. And with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay. So, the show let us know a little bit that Pete is going to be exploring a new romance this season. I'm predicting that with this new romance, he's going to finally date someone outside of the comedy community. And I foresee that being a huge engine of conflict this season. I think that people who don't work in this business, who don't work in the entertainment industry, don't always understand that comics and entertainers don't have conventional lives. And I think it can be really hard for people who don't work in this business to understand that sometimes your romantic partner who works in an industry like this can't offer the same time or attention that people with conventional nine to fives have. So I see that being the primary engine of conflict between Pete and his new boo. Other than that, I think crashing always serves us surprises. So I don't have a ton of other predictions, but I do have one prediction that I know is going to come true. That's the fact that we will be back here next Monday at 4 p.m., excuse me, 5 p.m. Pacific, covering HBO's Crashing, one of my favorite shows on TV, and I hope you guys will join us. Before we make our way out, guys, I want to let you know my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do that at Jeffrey C. Graham. Mina, Michael, and Josh will be here in the weeks to come. And that's about all I've got. If you want to hear my take on other television shows, guys, I host a weekly 
show called TV Pilot Reviews, where we review Hollywood's hottest new pilots. We haven't made our choice for this week yet because a lot of new shows have dropped. But if you're curious about what we're going to pick, go to our main channel, After Buzz TV, and you will find it there. That's Wednesday at 4 p.m., and I host it with actually, man, guys, my time's today. I need a calendar. The TV Pilot Show is Wednesdays at 5 p.m. on our main channel, and you can check us out there. But until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 